I'm under no delusions. And I also believe that a delusional hope is something that is so necess- like <laughs> necessity, <laughs> so necessary <laughs> in our lives. And as we are moving through these, these pivotal moments, I believe that we have to have this delusional hope and faith in ourselves in, in the best way. I think sometimes like delusion has a negative connotation. And so I found myself having to justify the big dreams that I had. A really beautiful practice that I've adopted is not justifying any longer. It is for me. I had a mentor that said it in the most beautiful way. She said, if the dream is in you, it is for you. And I think that that is just the clearest, most wonderful thing to truly embody. And if you have this delusional hope, this delusional dream that feels so far and so out of reach, because I can look back on my path and I can sit right where I am now. And I have so many other like big dreams and hopes and expectations and and, and things that I just have no idea how they're going to come true. And I can be in this moment simultaneously of like, why did it take me so long to get here? Like you heard my whole story, right? Of how I finally got to this moment. And that's just like the, the highlight reel, right? There's a lot of in between, but being able to release the the frustration that took so long to get here and to just remember that it was everything that I needed to lead me back home to who I am. Welcome to the Living Courageously podcast. This is a place where women can really connect with themselves through the lens of courage. What does courage mean to you? What does it look like to live a courageous life? What does it mean to turn these dreams and these thoughts and these visions into these lived experiences and these realities? I'm your host, Ashley Strong-Smith. In this lifetime, I've been blessed to continuously live through a place of courage, turning my dreams into realities and truly experiencing a life that is far better than I could have ever imagined. My greatest inspiration is bringing the very tools, rituals, practices, and tangible resources to you alongside the courageous women that you'll meet here. Ultimately building a community around women choosing courage over fear, creating their dream lives. Living Courageous Community, welcome back. I always just want to say, welcome back, welcome back. I find myself wanting to sing a lot lately. And I, and I that was one of the talents I was not blessed with, was the ability to sing. Although I just, even this morning when I was taking, it was 14 degrees when I woke up this morning and there was ice everywhere. And I took my pups for a walk after bringing my daughter to school. And I, my pup's excitement was like so contagious. And all of a sudden I like started singing and howling in the forest just out of nowhere. So I'm just like grateful for the gift of like communication and voice. I am so truly honored and excited to be back with another courageous woman and soul to bring in to this community, into this container and into the space. And in front of me is the most radiant Right now she's pregnant. So mama, um, growing a beautiful little girl in her womb. And I just, 
this, this conversation really truly feels like such an honor because I was connected years ago to Trish, who I'm with today through, I was doing a photo shoot of this sweet, like back East woman and her outfits were so on point. And every single one of her outfits like matched the Airbnb we were in and the environment. And I looked at her and I'm like, who, I just knew it. I said, who styled you? What, like, what, this is like, what is going on? And she's like, you gotta meet my girl. And so I think we connected through Instagram. And at the time, actually, I was pregnant with my daughter, which talk about going full circle. And we met for coffee and it was like meeting up with an old friend. And since then, I have just had the most beautiful honor to get to know and document Trish on so many lights and really just form not just a friendship, but this like sisterhood I see you for everything that you are beneath the surface type of bond. So Trish, welcome. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, that was just so beautiful and such a warm welcome. And and I'm just so grateful that you you remember like that moment we were sitting having coffee. You had the most beautiful, like full belly full of your gorgeous daughter. And I remember sitting there thinking, actually driving there thinking like, oh my God, what are you doing? Because this was so an un-me thing to do. In fact, the story that you shared just now, singing and howling in the woods like that is such, it set my soul on fire to hear you say that because it is such a liberating thing to feel so comfortable sharing your voice in that way. And oh my gosh, it's something that I've truly struggled with most of my life because it felt so much safer to be invisible, to not be seen, to not be heard. In fact, I was like constantly corrected and told to be quiet. And so <laughs> being being someone who reached out to a total stranger, even though a friend of mine and a client was saying like, oh my gosh, you have to meet this incredible radiant photographer. Like her energy is just amazing. For me to reach out, to slide into your DMs on Instagram <laughs> was really scary. And it was activating my voice and going to coffee with you. That was really scary. And so being on this podcast with you, it's so aptly named, right? Every movement we make um, in these little courageous moments, it builds this beautiful muscle inside of us. And I'm just so grateful that I surrendered into that moment. I like, I messaged you because it has been the most beautiful relationship and you truly have helped me just see a different energy come alive in photos, in branding, in documenting my sweet little girl in my belly very recently. And so, oh, it has just been such a gift. Yeah. Thank you. I am. Um, I, I, I like laugh because every single episode and interview that I do with someone, I'm like in tears and it makes me seem like I'm like overly emotional and I'm, and I'm, I'm not an overly emotional person, but I'm an intentionally emotional person because there is this synergy and this energy and this vibration that happens when two women are in a sacred container like this, where it truly is like, I see you for you and I honor you and your journey and everything that you have done and been to like bring you to this moment. So thank you 
for surrendering in that moment, because this has been such a beautiful like friendship. And I just have so much love and admiration for who you are, the grace that you live your life and what you do. Tell the community, who are you? What do you do? What's going on? After I spared my soul. (laughs) Yeah, no problem. Hi. Hello, my name is Trish Taylor. I'm so excited to be here with you and just to fill up your cup even more. I am a brand stylist, a creative director, a, a confidence coach here with online entrepreneurs and Gosh, it has been such a beautiful winding road to to get to where I am today, to build this business, to feel comfortable and confident speaking on podcasts, um, teaching, supporting other women, actually getting in front of the camera. For so much of my life, I was behind the scenes. I was a celebrity stylist. Um, I was a personal stylist. I worked with women in their home, in their closets. I got celebrities ready for the red carpet. It was never about me. It was always about them. So the light was on them. It felt comfortable. It felt easy. I was supporting them. And at one point, I decided, I've got to get this message out there. I got to grow this business. It's time for me to be in the spotlight. And it was so much harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and so I ended up developing a system that helped me feel more confident and comfortable showing up in places and spaces that truly were out of my comfort zone, (laughs) just like having coffee with a stranger (laughs) or jumping on a Facebook live with someone, running a challenge, emailing, creating like free lead magnets. It was all so hard for me to like rip off these band-aids. And so I've gotten really comfortable in this discomfort and I've been able to help women do the same. And we use tools like style to feel comfortable and confident in our body so we can ground into who we are. We can align the inside with the outside. We use spirituality practices and personal development practices to really unapologetically show up like the powerful force that we are meant to be without limiting ourselves or putting ourselves in a box. And it has been such an honor to step into that for myself as well. I really see you and acknowledge you for the work that you've done. And I'm really grateful that you shared that like, it was hard and it was uncomfortable and you had to work at it for it to become something that is done with ease and done with confidence. And I think all too often we look at people on their journey and we think, oh, I could never do that. Like, I'm not, I'm not confident enough. Like I can't be in front of the camera. I mean, I was a photographer that prided my life on being able to tell other people's stories. And then there was a turning point where I'm like, I have so much of a story to tell. And one of the things that I share so much on this podcast and like through the work that I'm doing is how hard it is to live a courageous life. It is the most rewarding thing, but it is, and I will say this every single episode and every single interview and there's, it comes up. I I kid you not. I batch a lot of my interviews and I'll have like four interviews on one day that aren't even out in the public yet. So no one has heard. And the amount of times that the conversation starts with, I have worked so hard to get this to this point, or it has been like, there's so much that has had to been worked through, or I've had to like build my confidence. I've had to build my courage muscle. And so I just see you, I acknowledge you, and I honor you for moving through it 
the only way out is through, right? You're about to experience that with getting this being out into the world. The oh only way out is through, you know, and that like messy middle, that in between is where so much awareness and growth happens. And mm-hmm. it sounds like that's what happened with you because that is now the foundation of your coaching business and your styling business is what you had to go through. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's, it's so important for us to really remember where we came from because sometimes when we're on the other side of it, we forget just how far and we stop giving ourselves credit. And we, <laughs> we, we just forget how, how miraculous it is that we are where we are and all the little, all the little turns and stumbles, they are what made us who we are today. It's our expertise is born from our experiences. And um, I think so many of us are, are just, (laughs) are just here to serve a former version of ourselves. And so it allows us to take off that pressure. You know, when we really allow ourselves to be seen, not only by other people, but actually see yourself. I think that was like the most important, the most valuable thing for me was coming back home to myself, mm-hmm. actually figuring out who I was, what I stood for, <laughs> like what I actually wanted to say. That was the hardest part, you know, being so like shut down for so long, like tampered. Um, I, I had no idea what my own opinions were, you know, uh, the only form of expression that was acceptable was style. And so it was a beautiful pathway and portal into this self-expression that's really evolved um, over time. And I'm just, gosh, I'm so grateful to be able to sit here on the other side and know what my, what my purpose is, what I actually want, like not to be afraid of these big, bold dreams and desires to actually be able to put them into words. And it started small, right? Like in my journal, I would write, I am enough. I am worthy, you know, (laughs) like, but I had to come back home to me first in order to allow other people to see me without feeling Ugh, like the judgment, the fear of what other people were going to think when I posted like a naked selfie or like, you know, or I was, gosh, I have been on a radical self-love journey over the past, I would say, mm-hmm. well, like my whole life, <laughs> to be honest, but really intentionally, probably the last decade. But I can remember even being like, a little kid and looking around and thinking like, oh gosh, I should look a certain way. Um, um, being told like I should smile more or, you know, you should suck it in. You have a gut and mind you, like I am a tall woman. I'm like five, eight. And I was always a size two, you know? So there was never, (laughs) there was never anything to suck in. And so I almost found this liberation as I was going through a health, health journey and, you know, how we get to these places sometimes in our life where we're not necessarily prioritizing our health and and well-being. And so my body started to change. My hormones went through it. I hit burnout and entrepreneurship was more than I bargained for in the beginning. (laughs) So I gained like 80 pounds and it was really hard for me to get in front of the camera. But I found this this like beautiful liberation in feeling worthy of being seen at my heaviest, you know, even, even, even when 
I knew someone would say something or my family member might judge me. I was able to cut the cord of other people's expectations. And it was just truly the most wonderful thing I could have done for myself personally and for my business. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And something that you, I mean, you said a few things, but something I wrote down was you said you've been on a radical self-love journey for about a decade now. I mean, obviously it's like our whole life, but like I can say, I literally, I like, I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, I've been doing this type of self-love mindset, personal growth, personal development work for a decade. And I love that you described it as a radical self-love journey. Do you want to, before we even dive in to courage, do you want to tell the community and audience a little bit of like what that looked like to get you to this point of liberation? The reason why I'm so curious about this, and I can only imagine the audiences too, is one of the questions that I get asked a lot is like, how do you do it? Like, aren't you worried what someone's going to think? Like, don't you feel weird sharing that with the audience? Like, you're really vulnerable. Like, how do you feel about that? And uh, like, and I've been able to express that and through my lens, but I would love to know through your lens, like what has enabled you to share in this way through this radical self-love journey? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Uh, like, first of all, I would just say, well, there's like a ton of like little tiny tools that I've used along the way. But first of all, I think recognizing that vulnerability is truly a gift. And at one point I realized like speaking from the heart is a universal language. And so there's nothing that I can say that I feel really connected to that's going to rub the right person the wrong way. <laughs> And there's nothing that I could say from my heart that is going to speak to the wrong person. And so it was really just about releasing and letting go of the people that, you know, my words weren't meant for. And that was hard in the beginning when I, when I had, you know, friends from high school or like family members following me and, you know, you can do little things to support yourself along the way, right? Like I blocked a few people or I like removed my stories from their, like their view. Um, and that's not to say that it will always remain that way, but it really helped me just express myself more openly and more freely because what I had to say wasn't really for them anyway. And I also wasn't talking to them and I didn't care <laughs> what they had to say. And so I, I supported myself in these tiny little micro steps and yeses along the way. So that's one of them, right? Like knowing, honestly, what can I handle and not judging yourself for it, right? If you don't want to receive a comment from like your grandma or something or your auntie on Instagram, that's okay. Just remove them, right? It's totally fine with love and grace and bless them, right? For what they've given you so far and then just keep moving forward, right? And then also I would say in terms of like radically accepting my body, mm. it started with clothing. So it started with dressing my body in a way that I actually wanted to be seen in mm. something that um, I think I struggled with, with most of my life. And so many women do this too, is we become this uh, like a chameleon of sorts where we're trying to please everyone else. And we don't realize that it literally seeps into every like fiber of who you are in your life. 
in your body, in your relationships and everything else. And so what I realized was, is I had like (laughs) split personalities in my closet and because I'm a stylist, right. By trade. Um, and I loved fashion and I grew up watching what not to wear and I, and reading all the magazines and all the things like it was fun for me to have different personas. But what I realized was, is none of those people were actually me. And I didn't actually feel like myself in like that plaid blazer or that super classic thing. And so I had to figure out who I was and what I wanted to say visually And that was a really easy way for me to kind of support myself and my body. So I got rid of the things that no longer served me, literally got them out of the closet. So I no longer looked at them, the aspirational, right? Jeans that no longer fit the, like all of the things that made me feel crappy to look at, just got rid of them. girl. And then, you know, and then it started with journaling and meditation and it just elevated from there. And And actually like mirror work and like physical touch, like actually physically touching my body and holding my soft belly and like speaking love and like just intention into and gratitude into every part of my body. Um, Realizing that like pleasure is actually something that I deserve, you know, Mm -hmm. feeling worthy as I am unapologetically. And so it turned into no longer worrying about what anyone else was going to say because I'd done the work on what I thought. And I was the biggest critic, right? Like inside. So if people are asking that, because I know I did ask that too, like, how do I get there? It starts inside first. It starts with you. It's like that mean girl in your head who's who's starting all that drama first. <laughs> yeah. So, so beautifully said. And I mean, talk about courage. It takes so much courage to be honest with yourself. And it takes so much courage to like acknowledge like, hey, this isn't me. None of this is me. I'm getting rid of this. So I have a blank slate with all of the, I mean, you just so beautifully described what I call courage in action is like living through and moving in a way that takes courage. So what is through all of your experience, what is your definition of courage? Mm, It's so beautiful. I would say in a word for me, courage is surrender. And I even have it, like I have it tattooed on my arm. It was a really beautiful, like powerful moment. You've taken a photo of it. Like it feels really powerful to have that emblazoned on my arm because it was really something that I had to, to sit with for a while, feeling comfortable in that space of discomfort, as you described earlier, right? Like it's hard. <laughs> and so surrendering and knowing that like, there's always a, a higher, better good. My intuition is always leading me on the right path, learning to trust myself and love the decisions that I make. That's that's where courage leads. That's what courage is to me. And so oh, I'm so grateful for all those tiny steps. Yeah. And I'm so grateful that you've listened to him to bring you to this moment and to be able to just share your truth and your love and your light and your wisdom with this, this community and more so with this world in this way, because you truly are such a gift. 
Oh, I love that. Something that I feel like I just need to highlight that you said in the surrender aspect was you listened to your intuition, Mm -hmm. just like courage is a muscle to strengthen. Listening to your intuition is a muscle to strengthen. And it is that thing where your body doesn't lie, where you go to do something and you get like a weird cramp or a jolt or your stomach starts hurting, or you get this like tightness in your chest. Like the body doesn't lie. And so just starting with like tuning into those subtle movements to build the intuition muscle, get you to this point of like surrendering and living through life through this living life through this courageous lens. Mm. Yeah. Intuition felt like something (laughs) that was difficult for me to, to put into words. And it's so funny. Sometimes our partners see us so much more clearly, like I've been on (laughs) this. like spiritual awakening journey for the past, like maybe four or five years and like hardcore, (laughs) I'm I'm going in to all the past lifetimes and all the things we are clearing out generational wounds here. Thank goodness before my sweet girl arrives, but (laughs) I have a lot of work to do, (laughs) but I was really learning how to trust myself. And I would always say things like, I don't know. I just trust my gut. You know, like I just, I'm just, I don't don't know, you know, I wouldn't know how to articulate it fully, um, but it was, I was tuned into my body in the way that you said. And then I shared all this with my husband, you know, we've been together since high school. It's been like, we're coming up on 16 years and he's just an incredible soul. And I think he sees me so much more than I really realized. And so I started sharing all these, these woo words with him, right? Like spiritual practices and things I was kind of afraid to pull the veil back on and let him know like, Hey, this is kind of like things are happening. (laughs) He's like, no, you've always been that way. What do you mean? Like, this is just, this is just a deeper expression of who you are. And so to build my own intuition, I didn't, I didn't trust myself fully at first. Right. I would even have, um, thoughts, Um, And it's so fun to just, to just be in like a playful surrender with the thoughts that come into your mind during meditation, or even just um, a quick thought that comes to your head when you're making a decision, or even if I'm driving somewhere like, oh, oh, I should go left instead of right. No, but right is like the way that I should go. No, go left, you know? And so I will, (laughs) I will follow my intuition. I started playing these games with myself. And I started, um, using Oracle cards and, um, spiritual tools like a pendulum. And I just started being really playful and I started noticing and I started writing things down like, Oh, what actually has come true in terms of my intuition or manifestation or like what is actually happening for me? And it made trusting myself so much less scary because I knew, oh, it's going to happen. Like it's, I'm supported a hundred percent of the time. I'm always supported, but it wasn't until I had to like, I had to prove it to myself. Yes. My cheeks hurt because I'm smiling so big with what you're saying. There is so much truth in it. Playing games with the universe. When you typically go right, going left and trusting that path. The thing that I've been playing with so much lately is like manifesting and calling my shots. Every single morning I do my morning pages where I like type, I just write to my, write. 
It's from Julia Cameron's book. And there was a shift that started happening a few weeks ago where I would like free write and then I would start my manifestation and calling my shots. Today, I'm going to hear from this person about this thing. By the end of today's date, and I'll put the date, I'm going to have done A, B, and C. And I kid you not, the stuff that is happening right now behind the scenes and like in the works is blowing my mind. And my husband just keeps laughing at me because I've been really like, it's another thing. I love how you shared, how you shared it with Sam, your husband. Because like, sometimes I'm like, oh, is he going to think I'm like losing my marbles even more now? And I'll literally tell him, babe, I wrote in my morning pages that this was going to happen. And look at the message I got. Like, not even that I'm making, like, I have something tangible to show him. And it's so beautiful, but it's confirmation of like, I'm not just feeling this, like I am putting this out into the universe and this is something tangible and real. And I just love that you share that because I think sometimes I sound a little, they call it woo woo or like you've gone off the deep end or whatever it is, but there is so much truth and power in energy and in these thought forms and in listening to that intuition and letting it guide you and documenting it so that you don't think you're making stuff up. I love this. Oh, okay. Tell me, it just sounds like you have had, I just have so much admiration for your journey, but like where in your life, you, you've alluded to some of them, but like what have been some of your most courageous moments that have really brought you into this incredible expression that you are now? Oh my goodness. This is so, it's so beautiful and like so loaded. <laughs> I think, um, I think my soul came in here to be like a disruptor, you know, like came into this life to really start to challenge the expectations of the people around me. And, um, and it was really hard for me to do all of that because I was really raised to be such a people pleaser in a, such a conservative, like household, um, in a very conservative community. And, um, it really took a lot for me to, to break out of this like box of my own creation. Um, and so I, I would say like, like as early as like high school, I left home at 17 and, um, I elected to go to a fashion school in LA, which really kind of set the course, I think for this, um, for my career, um, in styling and just, equipping me with like the tools that I thought that I needed in order to have like this, this, um, this like creative expression in people's lives. Um, so that was like the first thing, right? So like I got kicked out of my house. I left, I like went to a school that I did not have support in going to from my parents. And I got like cut off from them for, gosh, like years. They like didn't come to my graduation. It was something like, I really, it was like, um, I experienced like a death of my like family, to be honest, you know, I, um, I had no communication with my mom. And at that time, right. As like a, a, like a young woman, like finding her way in the world, it was really difficult. And, um, so I remember like laying there, like I can vividly remember laying in, laying in bed and thinking like, it's okay. Like you're fine. You're where you're supposed to be. 
And I know that it feels really hard right now, but this, this, this is like the, the next right step. And so like constantly affirming myself in that way and not knowing, of course, like where anything was going to end up and, you know, just trying to find my way. So that was the first big pivotal shift, I think. And also for me too, like learning how to like forgive and release those stuck emotions um, was a really courageous thing that I think a lot of, like we sometimes don't give ourselves enough credit for because it's not a tangible thing that you can you can show off, right? (laughs) It's just internal. Like, oh, I'm able to get up today. Like I'm able to not cry about this today. I'm able to, to not need, you know, my mom in this way or whatever the thing is, you know, like everybody is doing the best that they can at any given time. So there's like so much grace that I have for my family and the place that they were at that point in my life. But I would say like, that's a big formidable moment for me. (laughs) And then I, you know, it wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be when I graduated FITM. I ended up working in retail and I felt really stuck. So I ended up finding this job um, in finance and it was safe and it was predictable. And I was making six figures at like 21 years old. And that was a big deal, right? Because For me growing up, all of the success was wrapped in how hard you were working and how much money you were making. And so at 21, I felt like, oh, damn, I've made it. You know, like I'm here, like this is it. And I feel like my soul is dying, like seriously, like sucked out of my body. Every time I went into that place of work, every time I helped someone new and And I was really good at it. Like, I'm really good at all the things that I try, right? Because you put your heart into it. And I think if you're a, you know, a soul-led person, like, it's it's hard because you are going to be genuine in your interactions with people, but it's not genuine for my own purpose. And so I left that job. And that was another really scary moment because that was like a super accepted position, right? In my family, they got it. Oh, fine. It's sure. Yeah. Money. Yeah. Great. Cool. We get what you're doing. And I left to be a celebrity stylist. And even that people understood a little bit more because they're like celebrity, red carpet, aspirational, Hollywood. Cool. We get it. Like we understand why you want to do that. And so that was, that was really like this carrot that I had been chasing for years because I thought that's what I wanted to. But when I got into it, I started styling like red carpets and music videos and, you know, picking out accessories and these like amazing designer pieces for Ariana Grande and Kerry Washington and being on these huge like celebrity teams. And I looked around again and I was like, this is still not it. What's wrong with you? Like, What's wrong with you? Why can't you figure your shit out basically, you know? So the next pivot, you know, so then I pivoted into personal styling and I was helping women feel comfortable and confident, like everyday women, you know, get ready for their lives, like lawyers and, and engineers, like people who maybe had trouble connecting, um, visual aspects to their communications, but they were really good at like analytical things, but that wasn't quite it either. Right. So I was just trying to find my space and I was also searching for this validation. So I went back to school and I got my 
I started to get my master's in psychology because I knew that there was this blend between mind and body and expression and how we could show up and how we could feel confident and comfortable in our body and use style as a tool. And so I knew there was something more, but I was looking for the socially acceptable, like check mark, you know? <laughs> and so I, I remember being in my Dean's office and I was talking to her and she's like, so where do you see your, you know, your career going. And I was explaining to her and she's like, you know, it actually sounds like you're describing coaching, like a coaching industry. <laughs> like, and it was, I, I looked at her and I was like, I don't, I don't know what you mean. What, what, what is a coach? What is coaching? You know? And so I started to look into that. I started to evolve past my personal styling and offering different things. And so I think series of small, like small missteps and, you know, wrong turns, they all led me to where I am today. And I think it's an accumulation of skills along the way that allowed me to really compile this unique background of, of work body of like expertise that I'm able to now infuse into the work that I do specifically helping entrepreneurs get visible, show up unapologetically, feel comfortable in their body, create marketing that's magnetic. And so all of these pieces, right? My celebrity styling career, my, um, I don't think so much finance, but that (laughs) just helped me feel comfortable in the transitional period because I had a good nest egg. So it helped me, <laughs> but psychology, feeling grounded in my own body and weight gain and using style as a tool, it, it made my message and my mission, um, a little bit more unique and yeah. holy me. Yeah. I just commend you for being like living through the lens of curiosity mm-hmm. and knowing going back to like your intuition and in the moment you may not have known that was your, your intuition or those nudges guiding you. But in the moment knowing like, okay, I've got a good nest egg and a cushion. I'm to the public standards have quote unquote made it and I'm successful with a six figure business. But my soul, something that you said that resonated so deeply, but my soul is dying. And you said like being a soul led person. And I just love the way that you explained that and shared that and did it in that chronological order, because what happens all too often is people are like, well, I'm really good at it. So I might as well keep doing it. Oh, well, I'm making six figures and I've got a great salary, although I'm absolutely miserable, but I only have 12 more years before I get a pension, you know, and Everyone has their own journey, but what I am so inspired about and why the Living Courageously podcast and community exist is for women and stories like you to shine light for other women to know that it's okay. You can try stuff on and if it doesn't resonate with your being and your heart, that it doesn't mean that you have to stick with it. You tried it on and it brought about the skill or the lesson or the transition or whatever it was meant to, to bring you closer to your ultimate truth and purpose, which at the end of the day, isn't that what we all want to like find our purpose and to live in it. So like, I just really see, again, I see you and honor you and commend your journey and being okay with like 
yeah, I mean, this looks good on paper, but this isn't what I want. Like a theme of my life for the last couple of years has been, does it look good or does it feel good? Because if it looks good, I'm, I'm living for the outside. I'm not living for what's on the inside, but if it feels good, I'm living from the inside. Yes, girl. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, I love you. Um, gosh. Okay. You have, you have shared so much like valuable information and just like your journey and your story and just how you've lived courageously and what it's brought you to this moment. And so I kind of want to bring it back to full circle of like something that you shared. So a little behind the scenes to the community on how like I work with this is everyone that um, is a guest on this podcast is so gracious and they fill out a pretty extensive questionnaire. And it's so crucial to me because like there are so many amazing podcasts out there, but like each one has a a specificity. I don't know why that took so much to get out. Each one like is specific for a certain audience and community member. And this is geared around courage. And one of the things that I always ask is like, how have these courageous acts like really brought you to today? And I am just feeling called to read a part of what Trish wrote, and then I'll let her share and elaborate more. I am no longer, for the most part, I'm still human, influenced by others' opinions of me and expectations they've placed on me. I am able to confidently stand in my power and hold space for my purpose and know that every stumble, turn, misstep, and meandering path led me to this moment gifted me a multitude of life experiences with resiliency and delusion in the best kind of way to believe that the best is yet to come. Like, I want to cry. You wrote that. (laughs) That is you. And I just, I was so called to share that because like you are showing up courageously every day. Yeah. You know what I have to say and what I have to just like point out is I was boxing with our, our mutual friend, Leah, who ended up introducing us all those years ago. And we have like these epic boxer convos, you know, as you do. And I, it was a couple months ago, I think that I was talking to her and I was like, listen, to accept these dreams that they're for me, to accept the desires that I have to, (laughs) to see myself as courageous, because I don't know that I would have ever put that word on myself, Mm -hmm. to be honest, or labeled myself with that. Mm -hmm. Um, And the way that you describe it is just such a gift. Mm -hmm. It truly is. And so to be able to be gifted with that, that, that hat of courage, is really just a, it's such a nice way to commend all of the tiny little actions that brought me here. Um, so I just, oh, thank you so much for reflecting that back to me and for making this space and for allowing us all to recognize courage in ourselves and in each other. Because I think so often, especially as women, courage isn't something that is necessarily like celebrated or taught or witnessed. Um, it's given other names, right. Or it's, (laughs) it's, it's made to seem like less important for us. Mm. 
And so I just, I'm celebrating each and every one of you who is here listening. And Mm -hmm. I just know all the courageous steps that you're taking every day in your life are going to take you to these places that you, you have no idea how you're going to get to. And I have this delusional hope and faith for you that it's just, it's going to be even better every step of the way. Yeah. I really like appreciate that reflection on so many levels. One, because I think you just really like what you just shared and said truly came from the heart. And two, I think that is why like, I'm grateful for the reflection because there's something so profound about connecting to courage and connecting to living courageously. And I think not, I think I know all too often as women, we discredit ourselves and we're so hard on ourselves and we shortchange ourselves and we do all these things because we live so much to support other people, which I think is beautiful and has its like time and place. And I think we need to like, take it back and like live courageously and call our shots and like, not just call our shots, but like be okay and like confident and excited and just like curious and all the things around calling our shots because we deserve it. Yeah. Trish, tell the Living Courageously community, how can they find you? How can they follow along on your journey? How can they work with you? Give them the scoop. (laughs) Well, I would love to connect. I would love to hear what came up for you in this conversation and how I can support you and It's just been such a joy to be here with you all. Um, So come hang out with me on Instagram. That's where I share the most and I'm there every day. So trishtaylor.co. And then there's, I have beautiful ways to support you. I have a brand new masterclass coming out called The Confidence Cure. Um, I have a magnetic marketing case study that you can implement in your own business, a quiz, all the fun things that we can connect and play with and truly just surrender into this personal brand liberation. Um, I have a community called Scale and Style that it's just my, I have two babies being born right now. <laughs> That's one of them. <laughs> and then I have a physical human coming soon. <laughs> But Scale and Style has truly become this gorgeous labor of love that has been years in in the ideation. And I've just been able to pour all of these parts of myself into in really supporting women in showing up courageously, unapologetically, learning how to take up space um, in their in their field and and just in their life in general. And so I would love to talk to you more about that if you feel called or if it feels aligned to connect, but otherwise I'm just so grateful to be here with you. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Courageous community, check the show notes. I will link her website, her Instagram, all of the fun places where you can follow along and stay in contact with her. Trish, I am so grateful for just this time together being in the sacred container, this conversation, and you just really sharing your heart and truth in such a vulnerable way. And I just, I really see you and honor you for your journey. And I'm very grateful to have you in this space. Thank you so much for having me.